Blog Talk Radio. It's time to open up your eyes. Open your eyes to make you wealthy and wise. You can watch your profits rise with a business enterprise. We give you what you need to know. What you need to watch your earnings grow. You can reach your record highs with a business Listening to Enterprise on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Erica Collins. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio's Enterprise, where we want to see your business rise. It's April 25th, 2021, coming to you live from New York, New York. It's been a cool week in the town that never sleeps. While some of you are waiting for your second vaccine shot, and others are trying to figure out what happened to Bitcoin, we have a wonderful show for you today with Rob Fields, founder of NDI Festival and former president, executive director of Weeksville Heritage Center. Good evening, Rob Fields. Hey, Erica. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. It's our pleasure. Rob Fields brings over three decades of marketing, programming, and cultural advocacy and general business experience to his work as an arts leader. He is the founder of NBI Festival, a celebration of the black people and ideas are pushing contemporary culture forward. Rob is a former president and executive director of Weeksville Heritage Center, a Brooklyn-based cultural center and historic house museum. Over the course of his career, he's been a marketer for big brands, cultural institutions, and indie artists, a cultural programmer, a publisher of an online magazine for over a decade, and has written about the connection between marketing, business, and contemporary culture for Forbes.com and the Huffington Post, among several other outlets. Once again, welcome to the show, Rob Fields. Ah, thank you again. That was really kind. So we'd like to do a little thing here where we take people back into time to when you were a boy. (laughs) What did you want to be? You know, it's crazy, but when I think back to what I wanted to be when I was a boy, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. (laughs) But But it turns out, I ended up starting wearing glasses by the third grade, so they were like, that mixes that career entirely. I'm like, they were like, you can be a navigator <laughs> and sit in the back seat. But I was like, that doesn't sound like fun. So anyway, so that was what I really wanted to be. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm glad I stayed on the ground. <laughs> I'm sure your family is happy about that, too. Uh, what made you oh, want yeah. to work? and move into um, the arts from fighter pilots? Well, again, that was a long, long time ago. Um, But I've always, you know, loved the arts, and I've always loved the power of the arts, particularly music. And so um, when I moved to New York, I uh, got involved with an organization called the Black Rock Coalition, still in existence to this day. And that just introduced me to a whole world of black progressive musicians and writers and filmmakers and playwrights and visual artists and, you know, nerdy black folks who were, you know, just into some off the beaten path stuff. And 
you know, it was just really great. And, and, and that just showed me you could be black and still, you know, explore intellectual and artistic means and, and, and ideas. And, you know, I've kind of been in that space ever, ever since, you know. Interesting. It's interesting you, you phrase it, um, nerdy black people, which are, are some of the major power players of, of today. Let's just call it. Exactly. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is, you know. It, 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 there's no shame in being being nerdy anymore, you know. It's like it, it, it's it's it's, it's fine, and 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 you know we all contain multitudes anyway, so it's a, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a good thing. So, uh, how did your experiences, I guess, prepare you for becoming an arts leader? Well, you know, I came to being an uh, being an arts leader one through my um, uh, curating and putting together cultural events and, and doing cultural advocacy first as a publicist and as an artist manager, um, then uh, as an indie film producer, and then as a uh, an online publisher uh, of my own magazine uh, for about a decade. And the through line with all that was, was that and my uh, – Day job was day jobs were always in some aspect of marketing, so PR, experiential marketing, you know, working for agencies and big brands and whatnot. So I brought a marketer's eye to it, um, and mm-hmm. and and that's how I approached um, the 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 role of you know an arts leader as somebody who has to do. Um, Community engagement, which is basically account management, you know, taking care of your constituents, and marketing and, and being a, a, an aggressive advocate for your institution, its history, and the and, and all that it represents. And so having been a, a brand manager, having been uh, a represented clients, it, it seemed very natural to me. So I think that marketing and PR were great starts um, and also having developed and watched the process developing their work um, also prepared me to uh, to go into this role. Okay. How has the coronavirus pandemic affected all that you do? Well, I, it, in the main way is that it has made um, – it's made everyone more – um, tolerant uh, and and and, and uh, aware of how to use virtual platforms and mm-hmm. um, and and have and create uh, events and engagement through using technology and so. I think that was the big thing for us that at Weeksville we immediately had pivoted to going digital back in April of 2020 after we all figured out, whoa, we've got the world shutting down. And then, you know, it's just really encouraging to see uh, that people are now used to attending events online and attending, you know, virtual conferences and whatnot. So that's encouraging um, as we think mm-hmm. about moving forward, that there will be these multimodal ways that people attend events, the way that people gather, 
um, everything from, you know, birthdays and, and uh, to full-on conferences, people are used to doing them online or they're used to looking uh, and viewing them later as opposed to when they're actually happening. So that's mm-hmm. encouraging because it opens up a whole lot of opportunities for companies, event producers, arts producers, you know, you don't have to get everyone in the room at the same time. There are ways in which people will be able to enjoy your, whatever you're offering at times that are convenient for them. And so in many ways, that's a good thing. That's very true. And it's amazing how everyone has adapted. And I think the industry is once uh, America gets back up and running is going to really see the extension as you're saying, um, to mass audiences uh, here and abroad. Uh, What are some of the positives and negatives of when you started your journey? Positives and negatives. So when I started my journey, uh, I mean, I'm just thinking about 30 years ago. I mean, the, the, when I started, (laughs) it was really a case of, being lucky enough to have asked the right people to, you know, how can I make this transition from my sort of corporate PR kind of work into more arts and entertainment? And I was specifically asking someone about how do I get into the music industry? And the question was, um, and, and the person told me, well, you're already doing PR, so why don't you just, you know, lateral your skills into that industry. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, duh, you know, because I, I wanted to go into be the guy that found the records and be an A&R. They were like, you're already a PR guy, so that's your quickest way in. Um, and so there's some th- – that was a, that was some great advice because it got me in, but at the same time I think I should have followed my first mind and figured out a way to get into the A&R side of the business. So that was – you know, if there was a downside, I think that was it, that I didn't follow my quite first mind and uh, and, and, and go in the exact way I was looking for and, and didn't stick with that. So, you know. Okay. Who or what are some of your most notable projects? Well, uh, as I said, uh, for um, about a decade, I did an online magazine called Bold with Love that really focused on black progressive culture with a focus on music, but um, I, I got a chance to advocate and, and, and create some space for audiences, particularly black audiences, to discover black rock and Afropunk artists, and, and so that was really satisfying. Um, another thing that I did uh, about a decade ago that I'm thinking of reviving is the NBI Festival, the um, New Black Imagination Festival, which was this sort of black TED conference uh, that uh, I did in 2011, and that was sort of an online extension. That was an offline extension of what I had been doing online, so that was uh, really great. Um, and then I think the biggest thing that I did was to lead the turnaround most recently of this nearly 50-year-old black cultural uh, institution um, and put it on firmer footing financially and, and also in terms of relevance, um, just leading the turnaround a week so and 
raising the money that I did and getting it some a special designation by the city that gives it a permanent line item in the city budget. So it it it, it gives it a level of financial stability that it had not previously had, and I'm proud to say that the institution is going to continue far beyond my being there. And, you know, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about, you know, institution building and and, and continuing our institutions, um, mm-hmm. you know, into for, for more, so they don't just stop with, with one person, you know, into perpetuity. So mm-hmm. that's that's um, something I'm very proud of. Excellent. Very, very important. Uh, what is the best advice that you can give for those people who may be interested in the work that you do? The good, the, I would say two things. Well, in many cases, people say, well, if you want to be in the arts, you know, it's a good idea to get a, get a job, get training in arts administration. Um, there is that that is absolutely helpful. I would also say that there is no one way. My entire career has been non-traditional. Like I got to the opportunity to be uh, the executive director of an arts institution, having never led an arts institution before, having but having worked in nonprofit. Um, trade associations uh, for about a decade as well. So I sort of knew that aspect of the nonprofit area, but I didn't come up through arts administration, as it were. Um, and I would just tell people to embrace your story and you know your, and just know that all of your experiences will help form and a story and a path for you as long as you don't try and compare yourself to other people. Your story is unique and your experiences are also your strengths. So embrace them, be on the path that you're on and um, yeah, don't compare yourself to other people. Very, very true. And very, very good advice. Where would you like to see your work in the future? You know, I, I tell people I would love to continue – I tell people a couple of things. I would love to continue my leadership journey and continue to grow as an arts leader, um, maybe leading mm-hmm. another arts organization. Um, I would certainly want to do mm-hmm. that in New York City. I'm not looking to move across the country or anything like that. Um, I also want to develop um, some other projects that I'm working on, uh, you know, there's a book project I have an idea for that looks at how to make help black arts institutions in particular be more resilient. Um, there is also the this idea that I've been nurturing of how to bring back the MBI festival in a way that's relevant in 2021. Because, you know, last time I did this was 2011. The world's a little bit different in a whole lot of ways. So, Uh, I just want to think about what that is going to look like to come back now after a 10-year hiatus and what can I add to uh, an already rich conversation around culture and contemporary culture and black culture that's been happening, you know, for the, in these ensuing 10 years. So, you know, um, those are some of the things I'm thinking about working on. 
Do you have any upcoming events or productions? I, I actually do not. Um, I'm, uh, I do a uh, bi-month, bi-weekly newsletter. Um, so the, the next mm-hmm. biggest production I have is next Sunday, the 2nd of May, there will be a new uh, edition of my newsletter, The Black Fantastic, which is uh, a look at contemporary culture uh, with a focus on the black creators and curators who are making it pop like we always do. Um, it also includes some of my reflections as both a marketer and an arts leader. So there's a little bit of everything in there, including some music recommendations and some podcast recommendations and, you know, uh, reading and things to see and, you know, things to, you know, check out in the, in the arts and culture space. And so that's kind of what I'm doing right now in terms of my curatorial practice. Um, and it goes out mm-hmm. to about 1,400 people every two weeks. And, uh, you know, some people say they like it, so I'm going to keep doing it for a while. How can people sign up for the newsletter? Certainly. If you go to my website, robfields.com, um, there is a tab called Newsletter Archive, and you can see some previous examples of the newsletter, actually all of the issues you can take a look at, and there's a sign-up button if you are so moved to uh, receive my email. So um, that's at robfields.com, and I'm at robfields both on Twitter and Instagram. So Perfect. What's next for Rob Fields? Like I said, I'm enjoying – I tell people I am enjoying not being responsible for an institution – for a moment and having some time to think about, um, you know, myself and my family and, you know, um, taking care of an aging parent and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying not being responsible for somebody's fundraising and staff and making sure people get paid every two weeks and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm going to be jumping back into something soon, I hope so. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on our show, and we know that whatever you decide to do in the future, it will be a great success. Uh, Thank you again, Eric, and continued success for you and to um, your listeners who I'm sure are getting a lot of value from the content you've been bringing. So thank you again. Thank you. For more information on Rob Fields, You can check out his website on robfields.com. Don't forget to check us out on Black Talk Radio Enterprise. We're on Twitter. Thanks for listening to our 2021 Business of Entertainment series on Blog Talk Radio's Enterprise. You're listening to Enterprise on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Erica Collins.